supply, touch not, lest ye be touched. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. When we talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mitch's got the grooviest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here will you choose. Even a superhero fight club will be usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel Mabba's power, Earth 2 with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back. As we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. P Features. Hello, Internets. And then, Low Sensual Mauer. Beep you. No, that was terrible. I said low and sensual. Oh, sorry. Beep you. That's so much better. <laughs> and I whispered, no. <laughs> I like that when you get sensual, you become Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. We're actually go. just all locked up alone. <laughs> yeah. womp, womp. Speak for yourselves. Yeah, and it's true. We've features, got- as a, features as a whole thing going on over there. <laughs> we've got our own Baba Bowie. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> He's back to that normal role. Baby Huey, just out of curiosity, since you're kind of like in and out right now, do you miss your role? I've missed my role. <laughs> do you miss your role? <laughs> I do a miss chance my role. to be away from the mic for a little bit? <laughs> yes, I love my, my researching. All right, well, we're still in quarantine, if you can't tell, with all the different sounds for our voices. We finally figured this out. We think we're, we've got it good, where we can keep this up and sustain this for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we're all in our respective houses. So we've got Site B, we've got the Watchtower, we've got uh, what uh, the Hall of Justice, Krakoa. <laughs> <laughs> what would that make me? Well, I mean, I'm Site B. Um, Ma- well, Mauer, you're West Coast Avengers. You don't really have like a location. You're in a hotel. <laughs> I'm in a condo. <laughs> condo. Um, yeah. How you guys hey, doing? I'm doing good. It's uh, what day of the week is it? <laughs> I'm not even sure anymore. Saturday. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Did you say? Did features? Did you just say it's Saturday? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> For features, yeah, time- everything is Saturday now. Time doesn't have the meaning it used to have. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about the news. The new news. Mm, man, everyone's getting sensual. Uh, so we got DC pissing off all the comic retailers. And we got Netflix canceling some of our favorite shows and then renewing some crap. Mm, good, good for them. And then features. Don't worry, features. I got you. Scott Snyder is preparing to write Batman versus the entire Marvel universe. That's the worst clickbaity title I've ever heard for that story. Like I'm, that one is so I'm, bad. I'm back, bitches. Yeah, yeah, you are. Cause that is uh, wow. Pushing it, pushing it to the extreme on that one. You, All right, you got, let's get into you guys comics. were not clickbaity enough while I was gone. That's fair. That's fair. We like to be honest. Um, <laughs> let's <laughs> hold on. Let's You're the one about- that started this that told me that these need to be clickbaity. And I just, Ran with it. You no, I, I said that they they need to be a little clickbaity. You on the other hand go, all right, well, let's just lie. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is a lie. It's just 
uh, an example of the, the truth, truth that's a little just more than... before it shatters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. See, you're uh, a stress test for for clickbait. <laughs> uh, all right, true. let's talk about um, let's talk about comics because obviously that's where we start, and that's where probably the meat and potatoes of our show is going to lie because of what's going on with DC and what's going on with Diamond. Uh, so this is a pretty scary time for local comic shop owners. Uh, and they have voiced that opinion pretty loud and clear. Uh, as we talked about last week, Diamond uh, announced that they're not going to be publishing any new comics from any, distri- uh, any of the major comic publishers. So no new books coming from Diamond. And we found that out with most companies were kind of like involved with that. But the one p- company that wasn't, we've heard hide nor hair from, is DC Comics and AT&T. Well, they just released an announcement about what they plan on doing. and. It's got people pretty split. Most local comic shop owners hate it. Um, I, I mean, I can see positives in it, but essentially without re- like literally reading their, uh, their uh, press release, uh, they're essentially continuing to distribute comics and brand new books to shops that they've determined are not in problematic pandemic areas. So that they're, makes what, what sense. They're, it does, but what makes it pretty wild is the fact that they're not going to use Diamond. This is the first time in decade, maybe, I mean, decade maybe, that nobody has, uh, that a company is straying away from the stranglehold that Diamond has had over distribution for comic books. I mean, Diamond in decided the 90s, to shut down. Yeah, and that's, and that's DC was like, look, we're going to just have to work around them. So they said that they're going to talk to local uh, distribution or local publishers to, uh, for print shops. So you might start seeing a uh, pub or different print shops around the world get an influx of business now that they never had. Like the print industry has been dying for something like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, when we printed uh, the Fireside Edition of the Living Corpse Hex Files book, we used the same printer that a somewhat major printing house did. Um, who has room to print more. I'm sure that's going to happen. And there's those guys all around and they have their own distribution. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes straight to directly drop ships uh, using like UPS and FedEx because it's going to be on a much smaller scale now. You're not going to send it to a central distribution and then go from there. You might send a thousand books to one shop and have... Right, exactly. And have that one shop, okay, you're going to handle... Uh, you know, this character, this character, this character, and then you'll send those directly to the shops around the country. Because there's areas of the country that aren't going to be hit as hard as, you know, where <laughs> where Fireside resides right now. You know, the tri-state area and then the Bay Area are two hotbeds. No, we're not going to be able to get to our shops. But there's some people in Texas and Colorado and Vegas. Well, I, don't even have, think it's, I don't think it's the United States. I think this is more of a global idea. Like, I, I think this is going to be something that has an impact way beyond our borders. And I think that's honestly why they're doing it. Was Diamond their international distributor, too? That's a good question. I'm, 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 that's a good question. I'm not sure. But they still are pretty heavy in even in international distribution. Yeah. And that, the craziest thing about them, like the Clinton era, they were looking at them as a uh, monopoly. And they were, there were talks about breaking up Diamond because of the the stranglehold it had on the comic publishing industry, but they were able to argue that they are just straight publishers. Like they put themselves up with anybody who releases magazines or books. 
So because even though they focus primarily on comics and deal strictly with comics, they're, well, not strictly, but they are seen as a standard publishing company. Right. So that's pretty wild. Local comic shops are pretty pissed because they're also talked uh, pretty heavily about going into uh, digital distribution a little heavier. But what's crazy is they did that in like the forum comment sections at the DC website. So it wasn't even in the initial press release where they talked about how they were going to make heavier pushes in the digital world. Well, right. They kind of like threw that in under the radar. Right now, there's a line in the sand between old school comic shops and new school ones. Um, we've got a few newer comic shops, especially in the Philadelphia area, that actually were selling when they had them the digital purchase cards that I think it was Marvel that was doing it, where you would just buy a download card and you would buy that still from the comic shop so they could get a cut of it. But that way you had the digital th- uh, thing. And we have comic shops that did that. And then we have some. Uh, that refuse and hate it and and just won't budge. But when you're that, you know, against something and you don't bend at all, you're going to be left behind when things do evolve to the future. That's the sad truth. And that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, comic shops are, are fledgling to begin with. So something like this is pretty detrimental to you know the uh, the idea of a the local comic shop surviving past this if they don't do things like the rest of the retail world are doing like making experience based shopping uh, a, a forefront or a prominent aspect on how they decide to handle retail like it's why you go to malls and you start seeing like uh, escape rooms and you go to malls and you see like like a uh, Plymouth Meeting Mall has a Lego ride in the mall yeah. right well, I, it's I. Comic shops need to kind of start doing and that kind of forward thinking of how do we get people in here not for just buying things. If you have a subscription to Wall Street Journal, they three days ago, four days ago, if you want to get really, really geeky, wrote a really good article about the comic industry. And it used to be the comic industry was recession proof. No matter through all the different dips that the economy took, comics still maintained pretty well because they were inexpensive ways for people to escape. The problem is now you have $9.99 a month for Netflix, and that's got so much more escape for your entire family versus that $50 to $70 a month that you used to spend on comics just for your kids. So the digital movie world is kind of also what's hurting the comic world, but again, movies are what's bringing comics up as well. So it's this you know, symbiotic relationship that something might die in the end of it. But I think well, it was Wall Street I think Journal. you'll... I think you're going to start seeing comic shops make this switch to gaming heavy. Like right now, comic shops have Friday Night Magic and Wednesday Warhammer and all that jazz. I think that's going to become a little bit more prominent as ways to get people into shops and buying. I don't want to stick too much on this, but it is probably the most important news that we have on our list. Yeah. And we got like our local shop showcase has been a gaming heavy shop for, geez, 20 years now. Like they saw the writing on the wall and jumped forward on that. So. We'll see what happens. But like shops like Fat, like Fat Jacks in downtown in Philly that are comic only, this is going to hurt them bad. Yeah. Like this, they're not a shop that's, that's set for a problem like this. Yeah. If you're in the Philly area, the one shop that we need to kind of protect is Ontario Street, the shop from uh, <laughs> uh, Glass and all those movies. Uh, the character that... Breakable. Yeah. The guy that owns that shop is so freaking amazing and... You know, just been trying to keep people's spirits up with like virtual. He read a comic the other day. Like he's trying to stay cutting edge and comic shops need to do that. 
You know, it'd be great for some of these comic shops to read comics to kids that are at home right now and show that they can still connect it. That might get them, you know, kind of a float to go through to the next, you know, when we can see people again. Well, one thing that we're seeing a lot of different comic creators on uh, Instagram and on Twitter posting things like pencil down notices. Um, So they're getting notified that they are supposed to stop all progress on any book that they're currently working on, which is a very scary thing to be told if your livelihood is that book you're working on. So like this is uh, going into that. Let's go. Let's move into some more comic news based on this. Let's use this as a segue Uh, because because writers and artists and stuff are, are going to be finding themselves in this weird boat where only DC is putting out books. A lot of artists, Gail Simone being one of them, uh, actually kind of starting this, put out a hashtag called Please Marvel DC and wants them to do a crossover book. And artists and writers started dib, uh, putting like a dib war out on who's, what who's characters they would want. What's up? What, what book does Gail uh, Simone famous for? Isn't, isn't she a writer? Yeah, but what book is she famous for? Writing. Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Let me okay. see. I'll, I'll look it up here. Oh, Baby Huey's on there. Baby Huey. Baby I'm Huey, wanna... do your Baby Hueying. <laughs> <laughs> the second I asked the question, I saw him perk up and start searching. Uh, she's done Birds of Prey, Wonder That's Woman, uh, Batgirl. Yeah, she's done uh, a lot. Red, Red Sonia. She did but the she, Wonder um, Woman that was like the future and past simultaneously book. She went on to Twitter and said, uh, you could have Vision, Mr. Miracle by Tom King, Thor, Wonder Woman by Donny Cates, Superman, Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis. And that just created this tidal wave of different artists and, and writers coming out saying what they want, including Fabian uh, Nisazera. I can never say his name right. Uh, the, that's the one. Thank you, Features. Uh, he came out and said he wanted to do a Deadpool Deathstroke book, which, as we know... He is not the biggest fan of modern Deadpool. So that was an interesting one. <laughs> I'll see if I can find um, that going, interview to put up in the link. Going into um, what our clickbait was, Scott Snyder said, if we do Marvel DC crossover, I'd like to write Batman versus everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of into that. I'm actually I'm interested to hear what Features has to say on this, because before we started recording, him and I started talking about this, and he had a different viewpoint that I had, because like, I, I love crossovers like this, but Feach, what were you saying before? You Like, this is not something you're excited by. No. No, it's not. Um, mainly because, like, if you've read the, the first Marvel vs. DC books, there's, I mean, you can find some discrepancies depending on who you like, or even if you have, like, some knowledge to, that would give you that would you could give one character the upper hand over another, but we both we all know that they were like fan voted on popularity contest victories. So it would be more of the same, except in this particular time, it will probably be more in favor to Marvel. Which I'm not going to say that all of Marvel's heroes are going to beat all of DC's heroes, no matter if I like Marvel over DC or not. You know what I'm saying? It's just things that make sense and then things that don't make sense. Like Wolverine's going to be a super popular character. So they'll probably pair him up with somebody else and have some weird funky way that Wolverine wins. And it's like, come on, that's BS. Well, yeah, that's what happened with, that's what happened with him and Lobo. Yes. Like Wolverine shouldn't beat Lobo. Like no. that shouldn't happen, but he no. did. He did. So, but know, I kind of get your point. One of Wolverine's like, uh, powers is not superhuman strength. Lobo's is. Lobo can go toe to toe with Superman. Why does Wolverine beat Lobo? doesn't make sense 
And and he, the worst is he beats them off panel because they couldn't come up with a reason of how that was possible. Exactly, <laughs> like, which is why he beats I can't behind stand the bar. So <laughs> uh, we don't need to get back into that, William, because we're gonna get a whole big thing from Scott about how why Wolverine's so great, and you know he's not wrong. But you know they got uh, one thing right in that book, though. I mean, they did that? let Aquaman destroy Namor. Oh, <laughs> oh why not would really. you do that? That wasn't right, but I could, I could, the way, at least, at least the way Aquaman beat Namor made sense in a way. Wait, you're okay with Namor being taken out by a whale? Couldn't he lift a whale? He can lift more than one whale at a time. That's what I mean. Like, so if a whale hit him, that shouldn't do much. (laughs) The whale hitting him doesn't do much, but the thing is, he was also ensnared in Aquaman's unbreakable harpoon cable, whatever the hell that was. (laughs) Yeah, but he still got yeah. hit with a whale. All right, whatever. Let's let's not jump down that <laughs> rabbit hole. I just I just found it very interesting that you like. Cause I, I look, I you know I'm a sucker for crossovers, so I kind of love the idea. Sure, but, but yeah, it, this this wouldn't be considered like just a crossover. It's a versus crossover. So for me, that's not appealing anymore. Because they're going to it's going to be the same formula. Yeah. All right. Honestly, All right, the let's DC character should always win. Sadly, yeah. Actually, so. Yeah, and that's the other reason me and Mincy were talking about. I, I've even admitted that DC heroes are super overpowered. Technically, well, there's no reason they should win. Whereas with Marvel's characters, their villains are usually stronger than the heroes. The heroes usually find a way to beat the villains. It'll still all revolve around Superman somehow. Like yes. every, <laughs> every major book like this revolves around Superman somehow. But... Let's um, let's talk some comic stuff, some just actual comic. Whether or not we actually Batman. see these books, that's a whole different story. But uh, Mauer, what's going on with um, Batman's Batmobile? Well, first off, if anybody hasn't been reading Curse of the White Knight, I just di- got it digitally the first couple issues last night and was trying to read it. It's really, really good. If you're not an Asriel fan, take a moment, take a deep breath, read this book, and then go read Asriel's solo book. Because you will like this version of the character. Um, he was whooping on Batman, and Batman knew oh. that he couldn't beat Azrael uh, in the armor oh. and with the swords that he has. So, Blasphemy. Ba- I Batman put asterisks in there. Well, no, no, he should Bat- be Azrael in, in the armor. Well, first well, off, and it's also this is not in continuity book either. This is no. it's the White Knight universe is its own thing. So let's, this is let's where keep, let's, after Batman was broken, Azrael decided to stay Batman. Um, so Batman pulled a trick and had his Batmobile turned into a Batboat. But the cool thing was it was like the 1989 Batmobile looked really, really close. Michael he, Keaton one. Michael yeah. Keaton one. Um, and he knocked off Azrael's helmet, which then allowed him to give the final blow. So. Yeah, but it was also the way that the Batmobile like folded in half. Like it, it, it goes on like it's in midair. The Batmobile's in midair, and then it like the front half of it spins around, so the wheels yep. are facing up, and then the back two wheels come down on the ground like with boosters on them to like and slow the fins its descent as it hits the water. the water. Yeah, and the the fins flip in the water was brilliant. It makes me I want to watch like like the Michael Keaton Batman again and go just just to see like is it possible. It's a Batmo boat. It's a Batmo boat. <laughs> That's the name of this issue. <laughs> Batmo boat. <laughs> I almost ordered the Batmobile Lego last night to give me something to do. Wow. So after seeing this today, I'm like, oh, I think I am going to get that Lego Batmobile. You are the it's closest like- thing to the man in the chair from Spider-Man. I think you need to get the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the Death Star they don't make anymore, and it's way, way too expensive. <laughs> he looked. Uh, all right. Well, I was so going to get either the Death Star or the Millennium Falcon, and 800 plus for a Lego set's just a little out of my price range. Wow. This coming from the, the 800 hour action figures all over your desk, but okay. <laughs> um, moving, uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about the Children of the Atom because. Uh, this is something that I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of, which is these Gen Z superheroes. I hope which not. I'll, uh, so real quick, just because uh, uh, Brad on the Firesiders group wanted us to reiterate a point we made earlier, but this kind of correlates with Snowflake and uh, screen share, uh, screen time, excuse me, <laughs> Snowflake screen time and safe space. Screen and Snowflame? <laughs> Not, and not, not Snowflame. Um, but the point being is that all these characters are designed to appeal to the, the Gen Z market. And specifically, really? this Children of the Atom. Is the Gen Z market that, trying to think of a nice way to say this, dumb that they're going to look at these characters making fun of them and go, oh, we're safe space, you know, and Snowflake. I really like those guys. Like, come on. The the, look, the the children of the atom maybe can get a pass, maybe screen time because he's kind of cool. But Snowflake and Safe Space, I just can't, I can't get behind those two characters. It's just such pandering. It's to me, it's it's a it's a, a, I I don't even know how to take. It's it's not good. (laughs) You know how each comic's going to end? It's going to be the hero and the villain going. You know what? We both win. Here's a trophy. I'm I'm willing to bet that the Gen Zers don't even get the correlation of those characters and the personification. They're too busy out partying with the coronavirus. (laughs) Probably, Uh, yeah. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Well, so talking about Children of the Atom, and we'll put the the trailer for this in the in the show post as well. But uh, Chris Robertson, one of the uh, editors at Marvel, had a question of. What if the X-Men had Gen Z sidekicks, which kind of spawn into this new book coming out, Children of the Atom, which has uh, Angel, Gambit, Cyclops, Jean Grey, and uh, Nightcrawler. Are, they now have sidekicks. They have Gen Z, I guess, inspired characters. And these are characters like kids who grew up in a world idolizing the X-Men. And like one of the main premises of the book is that society hates the X-Men because they're mutants. But Gen Z is like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're awesome. So these are characters that <laughs> idolize them and then don't listen to the, the, the you know, societal hatred of mutants. That's, that's kind of the premise of the book. Uh, so we don't know a lot about the new mutants? characters. They are. We, and, but we don't know a lot about these characters. All we know is that they all look like, um, I don't want to call them knockoff versions, but it's kind of hard not to. You can say it. Yeah, they're definitely a knockoff. Because <laughs> they do. You know what they are? They're the 90s iterations of the characters they're trying to be. It's like they found the 90s costumes and put them on. Basically. Okay. Okay. Um, so more to come on this book. I don't, this one doesn't feel as pandering to me, but it's, it's weird how like one of them has an Instagram fitness page. One of them has a TikTok. Um, they are, they are, you know, internet age kids as much as they would be like, I, I don't know if that's pan- pandering as much as it is just a reality of Gen Z where safe space and snowflake just seem like straight pandering. Yeah, I don't I don't think this is uh, pandering to that aspect. I think it is dealing with the reality of 
all right, these are the kids who could possibly be picking up these books now. How do we how do we write it so much as like this is your age range and this is what they like to do? Because this is the truth. I mean, we're we're all quarantined down right now. You see nothing but TikTok and Triller videos on social media. And at this point, it's not just a Gen Zers because there's almost nothing to do inside of your sure. <laughs> safe spaces. Wait, so feature you on TikTok like dancing and stuff? Hell no. You're gonna you're gonna get wait no yeah, Feach, can you open up like an OnlyFans for us? <laughs> <laughs> like proceeds go to the show. Is is Mrs. I Features was in the room? Huey's idea. If, if Mrs. No. Features in the room, no. Well, baby Huey, baby Huey started it, but we we didn't have enough income, like you know, flooding into uh, into Fireside Studios. See you, baby so. Huey. <laughs> so features, I don't know if Mrs. Features is in the room and can hear me, but can we borrow him? <laughs> she she's she's not in the room right now. She actually left oh. out to uh, start dinner all right well have her work on some dance moves with you (laughs) yeah bring us some money i I feel like we broke mauer (laughs) mauer doesn't like any of this (laughs) nope i don't know what any of this stuff you're talking about is i'm still working every day so all right well here let's go through some real quick things one uh, i want it for all parents at home who have kids who are not in uh, who are obviously not at school uh marvel's got a really cool alexa app um, for, for the Amazon uh, Echo, where you can have uh, narrated experiences where, you're, where Shiri from Black Panther kind of leads you through these different experiences that require academic skills and problem-solving skills and imagination. And th- it's just a really cool idea. So if you're at home with your kids and, and you want to you know, get them learning, but do it with comics and Marvel, they actually have something for the Amazon Echo for that. So something to look into. It's called Marvel's Project Mind. All right, we move into TV. Yeah, it's moving to TV. We got some sad news in the TV world. Real sad. Real sad. Um, v Wars canceled. You know, it just didn't have what they want. There's also talk of it might be too close to what's going on in the world right now, especially. Oh, uh, I was, I was. That's a good point. I'm because when you put that news in there, I was like, "There's no way this movie." It was huge. It was a number one show everywhere for a while. And they racism. And pandemic in a show might be holding the mirror up a little bit too much to what's going on right now. That's a good point. I was because I, I could not wrap my mind around why they would cancel that show, but that's a good point. Um, Jonathan seems okay with it. He just posted it. He's like, I guess the cat's out of the bag because there was a few articles written about it. Um, he and Ian love it. I don't know if they have the rights to take it anywhere because Netflix normally buys things completely. And if they shut them down, they shut them down because they want them. They might put it back at another time, but uh, if it's too long, you probably won't get Ian Summerholder back and you won't be able to do it. The other show they canceled, oh, so that's... They're not shopping it around? They can't shop it They're around. not shopping it. No, because... And I forget what other show they did it with. I think it was Gilmore Girls or something. They did that one season for that. It did really well. And somebody else wanted to continue it. And they were like, no, if we decide to do it again, we will, but it's ours. Um... October Faction. Did you guys watch that when it was on, on Netflix? Nope. Nah. Wasn't bad. It, so it was also very pandering to, you know, social justice and, you know, trying to, to do too much that way, which is a little bit far from what the book was. So I think that's one of the reasons why that one got canceled. But we do have a renewal. I know. I'm so excited. 
this crappy show that uh, I think it was called Lock and Key or something like Lock that. It was and Key. It was not a crappy show. I will hear nothing about it. And we was, and the likelihood of it crossing over with the Sandman show is pretty high. So come on, man. This is this is something to be excited for. Was it any good? Yes, it was amazing. You didn't watch it? No. Nope. nope <laughs> you should you should try it. It's very good. Yeah. The trailer looks pretty bad. Should, the okay. trailer is definitely better than the uh, the show is. All right, so let's go over some quick um, Marvel, or excuse me, some quick TV news. Uh, one of which goes to back to Crisis on Infinite Earth with uh, the Arrowverse. And uh, what's his name? Mark Guggenheim? Is that his name? Mark? Guggenheim, Mark Guggenheim. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Guggenheim is the last name, Dev. You can't forget the last name. Guggenheim. Hey, Mark Guggenheim. Uh, every, every time I hear his name, I think of Seinfeld. Did you see the new edition <laughs> on the Guggenheim? Every time. Every, anyway. Um, he, his original idea for the, for crisis on infinite earth was to have Batman be the reason why, um, or excuse me, uh, Oliver Queen's death be the reason why Batman was created in the D in the, uh, Arrowverse. So the death of Oliver Queen, uh, inspires a new generation of vigilantes and the final shot of the show would have been Batman's scallop cape. That would have been awesome. Because they took so much from Batman for this version of Ollie. That's um, fair. Couldn't be anything like the comics. So having a world without Batman. And then everybody knows that it's Oliver Queen. Bruce Wayne, which they've mentioned in the show, was, you know, the same as Oliver, you know, a rich kid. That would make sense and be cool to see that happen. It's a shame they didn't. And then the other idea that we talked about back when the show was happening that because of what was it north carolina or south carolina or whatever um costing him however millions of dollars we were going to get constantine and swamp thing that would have been huge would have been the best crossover of the whole thing like it would that would have squashed the lucifer crossover yeah that show is still amazing if you haven't seen it i know it's only one season swamp thing was such a good show Plus, if you're if you're new to either of those characters, the relationship between Swamp Thing and Constantine is amazing. Oh. It's like Constantine first showed up in a Swamp Thing comic, first and foremost, uh, and, and then from there he just annoys the crap out of Swamp Thing <laughs> to to a point where you get dialogue from Swamp Thing you don't get with anyone else because he's so flabbergasted by how Constantine can like conducts himself in front of him. It's Deadpool and Cable, but in DC. Okay, that's a funny way to put it. That's a funny way. So it's a shame that never happened. Real quick news, uh, The Watchmen, the cast of The Watchmen had a really cool coronavirus PSA uh, about washing your hands, so they called themselves The Washmen. So it's a whole video of them revising them, their characters, explaining how to wash your hands, but as The Watchmen characters. So it was pretty funny. We'll put that in the show post. Something worth checking out. Give you a quick smile. Uh, and then The Walking Dead, another great little surprise. Uh, so spoiler alert for if you haven't caught up, but they introduced a character I didn't think we would ever get in the show named Princess. And <laughs> Princess is amazing. She's the closest thing to Deadpool in The Walking Dead that you're going to get. Uh, she uh, is from Pittsburgh, I believe, where she was stuck in the city for like years alone by herself. So she goes crazy because she has no one to talk to for years and years and years. Uh, and she's the way she interacts. She's not a very big character. Like she's not part of like major plot lines. She's just a great side character to have around just for a good laugh and a good kind of moment of brevity. Uh, but what was, if you, for anybody who caught the show, the introduction for her in the show was way better than it ever was in the comic because she ties up uh, walkers to different areas of the town. So she has someone to talk to. 
So like when you walk, <laughs> when, the, when the team would walk past like the psychic shop, there would be a walker dressed up as a psychic chained to a chair. So there was a psychic present in the building and there was like a cop writing <laughs> someone a ticket. They were all just chained as like mannequins. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's she like had a, a town. I am legend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But with walkers, it was a, it was a perfect way to bring it up. That's really cool. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some movie news. Um, and then. No, the movie news is just depressing right now. Why is that? Well, are you going to the movies anytime soon? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one is. So guess what's happening? <laughs> what's that? All the movies are getting pushed back. So we've already waited. We've had these damn things on our calendar for how long? And now they're like, nope, we're going to push them back. Yeah, and I don't blame them. Like, look, I know a lot of the uh, a lot of the cast for some of these movies are like, it would be cool if you would just stream it, like just put it out and stream it. But like Wonder Woman's a billion dollar franchise. Like they're, they're not going to want to. I mean, maybe she's not a billion dollars. Did she hit a billion dollars? She hit a billion dollars. Didn't she? No, I don't know. If I don't she think did. she hit a billion. She, she, she came close. I don't think she hit a billion. Do it as a pay-per-view event. A one night only. You can pay $50 to see it. Well, that's what the kind of they kind of did with the running, uh, the the running for twenty dollars. You do it at one night event. You're making that sense of urgency that people that might be on the fence won't put it off. Will have to do it, which is kind of like seeing in a theater. Like, okay, I have to go see it now because it's only going to be there for a little bit. Doing a one night or a limited, hey, we're going to do this for a week, might be a way to do it. I just want to see the damn movies. Oh, I agree. I agree. So on that uh, vein, um, Morbius has now been delayed until next year. So Morbius is now March 19th, 2021. Uh, and then, but on the, the good side of things, uh, the Eternals VX, uh, VFX crews are able to work from home so that the movie will be finished on time because they're actually doing all the VFX work at home, as well as <laughs> Doctor Strange is in pre-production all remotely from home. So essentially, they're doing what we're doing to record this show right now for all the pre-production work. So I'm, I'm going to bet you that script reading, um, like the whole nine yards, I bet you that is pretty much everything but filming is happening through like Zoom meetings. <laughs> now, what I just realized, uh, one of the reasons they might be doing it is all the movies that were supposed to come out next year that can't start filming, there would be a huge gap in content. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because Doctor Strange, they, they say as of right now, is on track to, to actually film in June. But, you know, June is cutting it close. So we'll see. Real quick, before we actually wrap up, I did want to share uh, a little bit of interesting news or good news. Uh, I really loved the John Krasinski uh, video that he put out with uh, some good news. Did you guys have a chance to see that? No. He wants to make a news network since he's been stuck like the way he is called uh, Some Good News that only focuses on good news. That's it. Um, And so I put a post out like, is there anything anybody wants to talk about? And I will call him still our first fan. Good old Tony hit us up saying that one of his buddy's mother uh, uh, just tested, um, just beat coronavirus. Dope. All right. So well, kudos to uh, Tony and his buddies. Brother uh, Tony. Your, that's huge. That's great news. So COVID-19 beaten by, uh, by brother Tony's friend's mother. <laughs> Sidekick, you know, roommate <laughs> once removed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that's huge news. That's awesome. That's awesome stuff. So I appreciate you sharing that. And Scott said he's still a Wolverine fan and that's his good news. But, uh, yes, Scott, I'm a Wolverine fan too. I'm, I'm, I'm still with you. Even if these knuckleheads aren't, um, uh, all right. I think that does it gents. Menti, Menti do that thing.
You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside or your uh, social media of choice, uh, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. So once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check our page out and go to the Amazon <laughs> link so that you could give us some money without taking anything extra out of your pocket. Um, in these times of need, I'm sure you're ordering from Amazon all the time. And the .001 cents per dollar would make a great contribution to features getting set up for his OnlyFans and getting you some of those <laughs> naughty sets that you're waiting for. <laughs> he got to show you them hands. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. It's great being back. I know it's been the longest I've ever been away from the show. Thanks for putting up with the fact that we don't know what the hell we're doing with this remote recording. <laughs> so we, we, we hope to be back to a regular schedule now. I think we got this down to a degree, but you know, bear with us. There's going to be some growing pains. On that note, deuces. Do says Excelsior. And then baby Huey deuces. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. No, features. You got the, you're the one with the actual voice. Nah, I just wanted to hear you guys sing. Alright, deuces.